Hey everyone, welcome back. Coming to you live from the CBS Community Kailo of Summerton, Philadelphia. A uh, beautiful, a little bit chilly, but chilly uh, Thursday morning, continuing with Derek Hashem. Uh, on this, uh, things in Summerton are a little bit dull and boring, but elsewhere in the world, things are a little bit lively this morning. But our job is to continue at least for the next uh, 20, 30 minutes or so with Derek Hashem. And we are in Chelek Bez, Pere Gimel, Simon Zayn. Bez, Gimel Zayn. The beginning of a new paragraph, and again, the theme of this chapter has been about all the possibilities of why bad things can happen to good people, why people suffer, and the age-old question, why am I suffering, why is my friend suffering, why is my family member suffering, and the Ramchal has been giving us systematically, methodically, and very clearly all the different possibilities, all the different options as to why people may suffer in life, and as we keep saying, the caveat over here is it's not for us to be able to apply this with accuracy and with, you know, authoritativeness. We're not prophets. We don't have access to prophecy anymore. But when we have the options, we can speculate. And, and it's not even about so much, you know, sometimes we speculate and sometimes we're supposed to be uh, taking lessons as we saw from earlier, ap- earlier approaches that the Ramchal gave us. Sometimes people are sent suffering in life to give them a wake-up call. Hashem has compassion on them. And before something really awful happens, Hashem sends something more minor as a, as a way of someone doing introspection, looking into their life. Um, so that's something we always want to be mindful of and we want to ask ourselves, if things are going rough for me right now, what could this be a, a wake-up call regarding what's Hashem trying to tell me? Uh, that we had a lot of other options as well. That sometimes people suffer because of... Um, uh, because of, of, of who uh, they're descendant of. Maybe something that has to do with their past. Maybe um, they're suffering to clean the slate for their Olam Haba. Maybe they're, they're suffering because their Hashem is telling them, look, you, you know, you, you've been drifting, I want, you know, and you, it's going to be more difficult for you to return, etc. In any case, all we know is always the theory, the application. We'll never know, we'll never be able to pinpoint with accuracy, but it's, it's a very, very interesting, rich and an intriguing journey to, to be here being led by the Ramchal for the Ramchal to give us what all the options are. And here we now see another option. Zion. Here the Ramchal is going to tell us about... Um, we're actually in Ches. That was just a joke. We're in, in, uh, it was a fake ad. We're in Ches, not Zion. Okay? Don't be afraid to... to uh, if you think I said the wrong simon, you can speak up. We're actually in Ches, which is Zion plus another one. And we're going to see this morning in Ches over here a very fascinating uh, approach to why people can suffer in this world, and that is there is a Jewish concept of suffering for the for, 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 for those around us. Suffering to atone for the sins of people for our co-generationalists. Sounds like a, you know, what, what, that's, that's, that's a Jewish idea? Isn't that a Christian idea? You know, they may have stolen it from us, but it starts with, with the Jews. Let's see that right now, what that means and how that works. There is such a concept. It's, it's conceivable that someone may be suffering for the benefit of their of their of their of their um, generation, the Amnam says the Ramchal. However, Milvad Kolzeb, in addition to all the approaches we said so far, we saw we've been collecting five, six approaches with a lot of sub approaches to understanding suffering. There is another type of uh, suffering, another approach, another model for why people will uh, sometimes find, encounter suffering in life and try to make sense of it. And it's a combination, really, of two basic ideas that we've already presented. Ha'ishi is va'aklolius. A combination of personal, a personal understanding and a generalized, a generalized approach and a personalized approach. What does he mean by that? We saw personalized approaches that sometimes a person can suffer, is suffering, 
Um, as a wake-up call, he's suffering to, to, to burn off his sins over here so he can go enter Adam Haba clean and pure. That's a personalized suffering. Generalized suffering is sometimes someone is uh, in, in, a, in a situation that's unpleasant because of, um, you know, Hashem has decided that this fa- a family, this is a family assignment, it's a family mission. This family has to deal with poverty. This family will have to deal with, with uh, anger management. So that's more of a global approach to, to suffering. So the Ramchal says we can combine those two approaches and yield a third idea. We know already, we said this many times, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in setting up life, in creating this world, we have stage one and stage two, and all of this world is there to get us to the next world. All of stage one is really just preparatory to get us forwarded to stage two. And in doing so, Hashem has set up in stage one, that's this world, Olam Hazet, this world that we find ourselves in, this transient, temporal, fleeting world, Hashem has, 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 has set it up in such a way with everything, all the resources that we need for Shleimus, for us to perfect ourselves, for us to become more godlike and godly in order to be ready and, and, um, and, um, have, and, 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 and be those people that can get into Olam Haba. So this world is given all those, all these resources are available to us, the resources that give us challenges, which are really opportunities to achieve Shlemus. Okay, these are old ideas. This is Ramchal's bringing these up, uh, ideas that we've seen already, and he's going to build on these ideas. And as we've said, there's a full range of different challenges, different I, uh, different obstacles in life that different people need to face. And the Rebbeinah Shalom kind of looks at Kala Yisrael. Again, this is, this is one of these, the deeper ideas that we've encountered. Kosh Baruch Hu looks at Kala Yisrael as one unit, one big conglomerate, super neshama, so to speak, where all the you know pieces fit together. They're all chipped off of one big block. We're all splinter cells of Adam HaRishon. We're all splinter neshamas of the original neshama of Adam HaRishon. And that being the case, we all fit in different places in that big you know, combined unit of Adam Rishon, and everyone has a slightly different job in life, a slightly different mission, a slightly different assignment, a slightly different task in achieving their own personal perfection, their own personal shlemus. And what Hashem really wants to see is that recombination, reunion, and and rectification of Adam Rishon himself. What was set set what was rent asunder and 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 and. And um, what re- went wrong in Gan Eden thousands of years ago, so our job is now to, as 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 a, a nation, to to rectify that all together. So everybody's job in life is there <clears throat> for them personally to get them get them personally to the Mabob. and everyone's job intermeshes and intertwines and is interwoven with everyone else's assignment in this world to to come together and to reunite and, and to stitch all those neshamas back together again, so to speak. So again, these are ideas that we've seen already, but let's see where the Ramchal is going to go with that now. Says the Ramchal, now that we, we can build off of that idea now, being that Klai Yisrael is really an assembly of many different neshamas, many different splinter cells, splinter um, uh, essences of Adam, that means we're all coming from different parts, so to speak, of this great unified mass of 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 its national entity that combines to one super neshama, one so to speak super um existence everyone has a different place in that and if that's the case 
didn't have the ability to assist others, to be there to benefit others, and to facilitate others' a, 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 a job, mission, and struggles, and, and journey into getting into Olam Haba as well. We have the ability to, to, to assist other Yidin. We have the ability to help out other Yidin. We have the ability to lift and raise other Yidin and help them in their process of getting to Olam Haba. Now that sounds like a, you know, like a very, very obvious idea. Of course, you can help anyone. Why can't? Why is there Amchal? Why is this such a revolutionary idea that you can help a Yid out? You can help him with his job. You can help him with his mission. So we're going to see what the Amchal is going with this. He's not just talking about you know what we think when we, we think of when we hear assistance and help and benefit, you know, we're not just talking about giving a guy a ride, being there for someone in his hour of need, you know, being there as a listening ear. He's talking about on a, 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 a um, existential level. He's talking on a, 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 um, <clears throat> a, um, a metaphysical level, helping someone out. Meaning what? Pirish. It can now be established based on how Klaisrol functions and how we all sort of fit together, how we're all part of one big unit, that not only someone who on their own rights, through their own efforts and, and, and their own hard work in this world, is able to earn their olam haba and able to take their place in that kibbutz. Again, see, he keeps using the word kibbutz. He already used it twice in this paragraph. We saw it many, many times earlier. The kibbutz, the gathering, the binding together of all the people that were awakened to olam haba. And the Ramchal always describes that as a kibbutz because that's what olam haba is. Bring everyone back together again, reuniting, as it were, Adam Harishon. But again, the Ramchal is saying, not only, not only someone who worked very hard and put in a lot of effort and... And, and gave it his all. He will be the one that will get into Olam Haba, and he will take his place in that group, in that crowd, in that reunion, in that rectification. That's true. Of, certainly he will. But now that we can all be understood and thought of as one interwoven tapestry of neshamas, even someone who merely is just accompanying someone else who's going to make it in. And someone is just like tagging along and is and it, it, it makes himself part of someone else's, someone else's existence, someone who attaches himself, attaches himself to someone who, someone else who has earned their olam haba. Yuchal lehonais bishlemus. He also can get a piece of olam haba, can get into olam haba. Hina yikonis bichlalahu. He can also slip his way in, get into the Mabba. But certainly he'll be on a lower level. He'll he'll be reduced, his Olam Habba will, will be reduced, his reward will be reduced, his stature and standing Olam Habba will be reduced. But nevertheless, he can get in. He can get in on the coattails of somebody else. There's an idea of getting into Olam Habba on the coattails of someone else who did get in, even though I didn't earn it the same way he earned it, but I can somehow get in on someone else's coattails, grabbing onto someone else's payas. And, and, and certainly, you know, there, there is, um, this is not uh, just a, 
you know, a magic wand, a magical uh, key, a magic pass, a golden ticket. You can get in, you know, oh, so I guess there's two ways of getting to Amaba. You can work really, 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 really hard and face all of life's challenges for 120 years and, you know, always make sure you're following all the rules and listen to all the mitzvahs. That's one way. Or I can just have the easy life and grab onto somebody else and then I'll get in. Two ways of getting to Amaba. Sounds too good to be true. Sounds like too easy. And it is too easy, says the Ramchal. It works, but it's not going to work the same way. Your Olam Haba is still not going to be the same as that guy's Olam Haba. Shehi madregas it's going to be the same way you're only getting in vicariously through someone else. Your Olam Haba is going to be a vicarious Olam Haba. It's going to be an appreciation of someone else's reward. And, and just a good dogma for this in the meantime. But for, let's wrap our heads around this. This is, a, this is first of all, a very fascinating idea that there is such a concept. And we're going to see how far the Ramchal is going to take this. There is a concept of getting into Olam Haba on someone else's shoulders, grabbing onto someone else's coattails hanging on to someone else's sitzis and pace. You could get in even if you yourself may not have been deserving, but by grabbing onto someone else you can get in. Um, what does that mean to grab onto someone else? The, 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 the clues the Ramchal gave us so far is to be mislave, to be, to be, to be um, subordinate to someone else, to be an accompaniment to someone else, to be auxiliary to someone else. We're going to explain that more as we go on, what that means to be auxiliary to someone else, but I can make myself auxiliary and accompany to someone who really earned his Olam Haba, and I'll also get him, I'll kind of slip in together with him. But the level of Olam Haba is certainly not going to be the same as it would have been if I would have worked really hard, like that fellow worked really hard. And um, it'll be an auxiliary enjoyment, an auxiliary benefit, and, 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 and a subordinate type of benefit. And, and, you know, let's just give a quick dogma, a quick mushal. Um a, a, a rough one, but it gives us a little bit of an idea of what it means to have first-hand personal earned Olam Haba or to have Olam Haba which is based on grabbing onto somebody else. And that would be, um, let's say, the difference between... Uh, what's, what's, uh, what's our favorite football team over here? Are we, we regional? We go for the Eagles? Okay, so let's say the Eagles. So the Eagles actually won the Super Bowl a few years ago. Yeah. So that was a big day in Philadelphia. It was right before we moved here right before we moved here. It was a very big day in Philadelphia when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Now, let's imagine the, you know, they have the victory parade where they go down the, they probably had a victory parade over here yeah. where they trash Philadelphia, they trash downtown. You know, it's, it's funny. If you lose, your team loses, you trash Philadelphia. If you win, you also trash Philadelphia, right? So what did Philadelphia do wrong? And Philadelphia always seems to suffer. Dantan's always going to suffer either way, right? So you have that victory parade, and everyone's going nuts. Um, and they have the, the floats or whatever, and they, they have the, 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 the guy, the, the star quarterback, the guy who won the game for everybody, right? The guy who won the game for Philadelphia. He's on cloud nine, this guy. He's in seventh heaven. Imagine his geschmack. Imagine his enjoyment and what what that you know the feeling the euphoria of winning the super bowl the euphoria of going home that night after you won the super bowl back to your family the euphoria of getting that trophy getting the ring the euphoria of being there in that parade if you're that quarterback that won right was well, he's not even uh they, they got rid of him the next year right okay but imagine before you know in that that moment in time that snapshot that snapshot the euphoria of that quarterback it's incomprehensible what he's feeling I and mean, we can you know, wrap our heads around it, but like, you know, that's, that's a euphoria that, that's, that's uh, we probably never experienced anything like that. Now, 
There's other people that are also happy, and those are, let's say, let's say, um, the fans. The fans. And there's different levels of fans. There's the fans that stuck it out the entire season, came loyal to, er, loyally to every single game, every road game, every home game. And even when things looked bad, they never gave up. Those fans are also happy, but to a much lesser degree. And then there's the people that tuned in all the way at the end, you know, the, 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 the decided at, uh, on Super Bowl Sunday that they're fans, the Eagles fans. They're also going to be happy. There's also a thrill. But you can't compare their thrill and their happiness to the euphoria and the geschmack of the MVP, the quarterback that won the entire game. You can't compare the two. And this is a very rough and crude muscle for the different levels of, of uh, the two the different categories of Elam Haba. Someone, I know I earned it. I worked really hard. This transforms itself into an Elam Haba, which is first hand, which is personal, which is a euphoria, which is a thrill that that is that thrill of the MVP that won the entire Super Bowl. When I didn't really work so hard, and I really, on my own right, I shouldn't have gotten in, but I kind of grabbed onto someone else. I'm like the fan that's grabbing onto the Eagles at the last moment. I got in. So I'm happy. I'm thrilled. But it can't compare. It can't even compare to the, the, uh, the, the guy who won the game, let alone, you know, uh, it won't compare to the fans that were loyal all the way through or the, the coach or the, the people that supported the team, and let alone the quarterback himself. You can't compare the two. So that, that's, again, a, a rough analogy over here of understanding this, but the, the, those are the, the, this is, in Olam Haba, it is possible, the Ramchal is presenting to us this idea that it is possible to get in on someone else's coattails, but it's not going to be the same as the people that earned it themselves. Yes? So I have a question. So I dive in English so I can understand better. From what I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, a lot of our davening is based on other people's coattails. We pray to Hashem based on the promises that he made to Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, based on our quote-unquote forefathers and everyone, based on their merit. So isn't that the same or similar logic? Yes and no. Yes and no. There's two things that are going on. Excellent question. So Stanley wants to know, so why do we see in davening, we're always citing the others, Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, Elokei Abraham, Elokei Yaakov, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Is that what we want? And we, it sounds like it's not such a desirable way to get into the Mahabha. Um Why are we spending so much time citing others and in seemingly grabbing onto their, their coattails for their merits? For their merits. Why, why are we doing that? So, to just there's two two answers to that question. Very good question. Two answers are: first of all, we're we're hedging our bets and we're saying that you know, God, you know, I don't know what my standing is right now, but I, I want to get in in some shape or form. And if I myself am not worthy, at least get me in in the merits of Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. I wouldn't at least be the, the, the fan, right? So that's the, the first approach, the first answer to your question. We're hedging our bets. The second one is that there's an idea that um, when a person earns things on his own, and he earns things on his own based on his placement in Klai, so that raises his, his stature um, and his, his, his earnings really exponentially. When a person does work very hard, and he works very hard, not just as some random person, but he works very hard as someone who identifies as a descendant of Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, then that is not only giving him his own um, efforts uh, reward, but it's also giving him the contextual placement of the fact that I'm someone that worked hard so hard because I identify as, as a descendant of Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, he will get um, reward based on that as well. So that's the other reason we mention it, is because we want to incorporate that into our own efforts, and we want to say, I'm not just someone who decides to, to, to 
you know, face life's challenges and struggles. I'm doing it because I identify as a descendant of Amitzvah and Yaakov. I want to be like them so that, that enriches our reward, actually. Okay, so those are, those, are, those are the two answers to the question. Let's go on. Um, so that's something to have in mind whenever we say that. You know, Stanley, when we have say that in Davening, we talk about Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, we're having two things in mind. A, you know, it's, it's almost uh, out of desperation. God at least, you know, save me at least on their, on their, in, in their behalf. And second of all, something that we say with pride. We're identifying as, as proud descendants of Avram, Yitzhak, Yaakov. This is who I want to be. I, I don't want to, you know, I'm doing this because I identify as their descendant and, and I'm tapping into that as well for myself. Okay, so back in the Ramchal. Back in the Ramchal. It comes out now, Hashem has maximized the amount of people that will get into Olam Haba. Not only people that have earned their way will get in, but the people that grabbed onto those who earned their way and said, I want to be a part of you, they'll also get in. And we are minimizing the people that don't get in. There's a lot more people that now will get in. Comes out. Who's not getting into the Mahaba? Very few people. The only people that aren't getting into the Mahaba now are people that A, were unable to earn it on their own, and B, were unable to even grab onto someone else's payas, grab onto someone else's beard. Okay? People that couldn't even pull that off. The says. Al comes out again. This is an expression of Hashem's compassion, Hashem's mercy, that we have maximized the people that can be saved. Those who will be saved, the souls that will be able to save and will get into Olam Haba, are there's even more of them now. The Yirbu Hanenim, and there's going to be more people in that circle in Olam Haba, in the Kibbutz Hashlemim, in the ingathering of Neshamas, reuniting the original Nisham of Adam Rishon. There's going to be more people there. Those who earned their way in and are also able to pull other people in. Not only, as we said, someone that gets in because they grabbed someone else, his low level is lower because he only got in vicariously. His other Mahabah is vicarious. He's kind of like there up in the in the nosebleeding section, the nosebleeders watching, watching the parade. Okay, but at least he's in. So not only they're lower, but the people that were able to schlep them are even higher. Are even higher. Everybody chap? Not only I earned my way in, but look, I, I'm someone who is a benefactor. I got other people in, and that increases my other mabo. They are the heads of the pack. They're the head of the parade, and the Ramchal means this. He's using this word um, not just figuratively, he's using this literally. One moment. Those that are grabbing onto them have to make themselves depending, dependent upon them and have to make themselves um, accessories, accessories and accompaniments to them. The Ramchal said those people that are the benefactors that can schlep other people in, those people that grow their payas really long, they grow their beards really, really long. Now we know why some people have very long payas. Why people have some very long beards because they say, I'm getting myself ready that other yidin can get into my bar with me, right? My coattails, why do some people wear frocks, I guess, right? There's more of you to grab. More of you to grab, right? So, so um, those people that are making themselves, those yidden, that can, um, that can, uh, um, that can, that can uh, do that, that can pull that off, that can pull that off, Ramchal calls them the heads, the roish. 
the Reish. And it's late, so we're going to leave off with this for now and going to continue with this tomorrow. But the Reish is meant literally also, as, as, as it keeps coming up over here, Klal has to be looked at as pieces and fragments of one big neshama. That neshama obviously has, a, has its surah. As we know our spiritual component parallels our physical components. Our physical component has arms and legs and a torso and a head, right? And, and pace and a beard. Our spiritual component has that as well. Our neshama has lots of different parts. There's body has 613 different component parts with different subparts. The neshama has 613 parts which all can be assembled into a spiritual visage, a spiritual um, simulacrum of a human being. And the same way my physicality has different parts which they have different roles and different jobs, the conglomerate nesham of Kala Yisrael also has different component parts. And every year it fits somewhere else. And those Yidin that are those, they're there to be the benefactors, they're there to shlut other Yidin with them, their neshamas are there at the Reish. Are there at the Reish. So we know that the, the, the Svarim HaKadoshim, the Hasid Shosvarim talk about this concept a lot. Svarim HaKadoshim talk about it. The Ramchal also talks about it. He's alluding to that over here when, by saying that they are the heads. It means those neshamas are there at the head of the greater conglomerate neshama of Klai Yisrael. The incorporated neshama of Klai Yisrael. Those neshamas are at the head. And the people that are destined to get into Alamba vicariously, their neshamas are, are lining up in other places in that greater mass. And they have to make themselves an accessory to the head, to the Rosh, and that's how they're going to get in. Okay, so Amchal is building up some very, very big ideas. And and um, we will um, continue with this tomorrow. Uh, no, let's do one more line. Ukidei, you stopped it already? Ukidei, she'yemalkum latikon agadol hazeh. In order for this to work, that we can be the benefactors or the beneficiaries, I can be a schlepper, I can be geschlept, right? I can be the guy with the payas, the one grabbing onto the payas. Kasher mitchila esayishim zayim zayim The Rebbeishim stitched together, strung together, and wove together all the neshamas together. This is my idea that we're talking about. We're all splintered neshamas from one greater neshama. Bu'inin kol Yisrael arevim zelazeshe zachru chazal. This is the idea of kol Yisrael arevim zelazeshe. This is the first time, this is Mamash back to back in the same parak. I'm sorry, the second time the Chazal is, that the Ramchal is citing a Chazal, the Ramchal is citing a Maimer Chazal, it's a statement from the Gemara. Only the second time we're having this in the Sefer. Says the Ramchal, that's the idea of Kol Yisrael Arevim Zelazeh. What makes it work? We're all stitched together. Amazing take. What makes Kol Yisrael Arevim Zelazeh work? Really, all different parts of one big neshama. The Ramak in Taimur Devar says a similar idea that that's how Kol Yisrael Arevim Zelazeh works. That we're really all part of one whole. And here the Ramchal says it in his inimitable, in, 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 inimitable fashion. Being that we're all interwoven, interstitched, and intertwined into one greater neshama, the, the actions of one affect the other, and my actions, if you are already connected to me, and you can choose to reinforce that connection, my actions will be able to schlep you in, because you're anyway already connected to me. Okay? All right, very good. We will stop over here. Pause. We'll hit the pause button. And we will continue, Mr. Shem. We're in the middle of the test. We'll continue with this tomorrow. Thank you all for joining. Have an amazing day. Have a good day.